Endgame. Was it good? Yes. But before we get into it, I want to say spoilers, just in case. In case people don't okay. understand, we're going to okay. be spoiling Endgame. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Endgame quite a lot here. So, Endgame, was it good? Blanket answer, yes, I think it was. I think it was a great way to end the MCU. It was good for a Marvel film, I'll give it that. I mean... Oh, this caveat of a Marvel film. What yeah, does that mean? A Marvel film, they all follow the same format. Good versus evil, good always wins. I mean, I don't... I'm not entertained by that. I know the outcome of the film before I've seen it. I feel like Good versus Evil is a lot of films, though. It's not just superhero films. Yeah, but in superhero films, it's such a, it is the same way. The bad guy will come in, be on top throughout most of the film. Yeah. At the end, some heroic event, and they will... Then how do you explain Infinity War, then? As See, Infinity Thanos War was... One. I don't count Infinity War as a single film. It is part of this... But then like, so it's is two films. It is one long film, Infinity War and Endgame. It is a two-part... So you're film. saying you can't really enjoy one on their own. You have you to can. enjoy them both them together. No, you can enjoy one on their own, but they mm. are a two-part film. You have to watch well, both that's, to get the whole story. That's fair, because I think originally when they were conceived, they were originally Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2, and then they changed the name, and exactly. they filmed them together at the same time. So I don't disagree with you need to watch both of them. I just don't think that means it's not a good film. I think just saying it's good for a Marvel film is really reductionist. I think it's a really good film. Uh, it's not perfect, sure. There's no such thing as a perfect film. But it accomplished what it needed to do. It tied up all the loose ends. and that's, Yeah, that's one thing I'll give it credit for. Though. It's got a lot of characters and then it yeah. it can it somehow accumulated all of their storylines and brought it all to one end. Yeah, I mean, not all of them have finished their character. Oh, spoiler alert, that some actually do finish their character arcs and they're yeah, gone like, from the franchise the completely now. The main ones, the original six Avengers, all had their story arcs completed. Yeah. It was just the the characters that didn't really get touched on a lot were the smaller new ones that had been introduced, like Black Panther, and like they didn't really... T- but like Thor, Iron Man, we'll get into what happened with Iron Man, but, and <laughs> Captain America, all like finished their story, <laughs> basically. Even Hulk's carries on... Um, Black Widows comes to an end. Hawkeye's basically ends. They're all just done. All the original Avengers are over. That's what this film was about. The end of the original Avengers. Do you think it will continue? Do you think there'll be more films coming out? I, I, I see there are, there's going to be more films like Spider-Man yeah, individual they've films. they've consumed a bunch yeah. of things. I don't... I wonder if they're ever going to do another Avengers. Yeah. See, I, I think Avengers know. won't happen again. It might be repackaged. I think it'll be another type of Avengers thing. If Maybe. they want to get... Because it is a shared universe. We like, well, I say this because the superheroes live in the same Thor, universe. Based on the end of Endgame, Thor looks like he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. Would you say that? Because at the end, he ends up on their ship and he's like with Star Lord. You know, I don't. I, he, he doesn't fit Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy tone. It's a com. See, yeah, this is another... was Ragnarok. Did you watch Thor Ragnarok? No, I haven't. Because that Ragnarok, was quite a comedy, yeah. and that was quite Guardians of the Galaxy like comedy. So yeah. I think they could mix. So this is another problem I have with Marvel films. They they use too much comedy, in my opinion. It's. They're, they're dealing with events that are like the end of the universe, the end of the world, the end yeah. of this, the end of that. And they're all laughing and joking around. They're, funny, they're, trying, they're meant to be... Yeah, I'll admit some of the comedy... Does it matter if it's funny, good. though? Yes, it does. Because it takes... It reducts the whole event. You're like, oh, fuck it. They're, they're so laid back, so I'm going to be laid back. You're, you're getting the experience through these characters. It's a vicarious experience. And I'm, if, they're, if they're going, oh, yeah, oh, fuck it, we'll kill Thanos, yeah... I'd, can't think of any so of the jokes off the top of my head. You, but, yeah. You'd rather they like all take it seriously and like totally 100% not be aware of what they're doing. Like, not 100%. We're guys are fighting an evil battle. We can't, yeah. They can quip, stop it. There, should, <laughs> they, there is a space for a few quips. I mean, I feel like war films are a good example. I mean, characters can have the odd joke here and there or a single character that 
jokes a lot, but the rest take it very seriously. Okay, but then like, yeah, so are you giving it to certain characters? Like Spider-Man is known as a very quippy character. He always has been someone who makes jokes. So would you allow that, but then you're not going to allow like Hulk to crack a joke or anything because you think Hulk should be serious? Yeah, well, they... I don't think Hulk should be serious because that's the way they've gone down Marvel. I mean, all yeah. of their characters seem to crack a joke at some point or another. But mm. if I made a film, I wouldn't have that many characters. De- dealing with the topics they deal with, like the end of the world, the end of the universe, I wouldn't yeah. have that many characters joke around like they did. It was like they couldn't give less of a shit, and I couldn't give less of a shit because of that. Okay, I see. Yeah. I see where you're coming from with that. But then it's all interesting, because then the guy who made the first Avengers is known, like Joss Whedon was known for using that quippy dialogue and using jokes, and I think that was what helped to appeal to people, because you've seen like the DC do like really dark films, and they don't really appeal to people. That's true, but some like, of my favourite superhero films are DC. Don't, get me, is wrong. A personal don't get me wrong. And like there are some superhero films that are like Blade. Have you ever seen the Blade yeah. series? They're really films, good really yeah. good trilogy. And he takes yeah. that all seriously and that's dark and very nice. But yeah. I just think Marvel has that right balance because they do keep the stakes real. Yes, I, I agree that a lot of the films you don't ever feel like they're going to die. Like a Captain America film you very, very rarely feel like he's going to die. But these last two films, Infinity War and Endgame, I felt like they were, they could have died at any minute. I'm actually saddened that they didn't kill off as many characters as they did. That's, this is why I say Endgame and Infinity War are better than good for a Marvel film. They because, are the best Marvel Because there were stakes. I did feel like, oh, these characters could die. Yeah. As we've seen, they wiped out half the universe in Infinity War. Yeah. You think, oh, they're, they're actually doing something now. They're actually making a real mm. threat that causes damage. I mean, the threat... It's all walked over. I mean, these, like, for example, the first Avengers. Think of how many people would have died in that alien invasion that occurs. How many innocent civilians would have died? (laughs) True. They they just brush over that like it's nothing. they don't, because they talk about that. They talk about it, but it is... Tony Stark has PTSD in Iron Man 3 because of it all. And then, like, Age of Ultron is partly made based on the fact that what happened in Avengers and all that stuff. They do, like, kind of carry it on. And talk about it. But they're very easily gotten over. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe. I would disagree, because in Captain America Civil War, Tony Stark even meets that that mom. That, the whole point of Civil Captain America Civil War is like, them dealing with civilians getting hurt. So maybe that one film they looked over, but I think they started to like really pick up the specific storylines in these films and carried it over. And that was why Endgame was so perfect, because it culminated everything in the end. Yeah, I mean, but I think a way they dodged that was the wiping out half the universe they had less characters to deal with because in Infinity War they had to get every single one of those Avengers into it and yeah. I did feel a bit discombobulated at times in Infinity War it was mm. jumping from this planet to this location to Wakanda to mm. Iron Man and wherever he was or Captain America wherever he was yeah. but in Endgame yeah they had less characters to deal with and yeah. they were all in the same place because they from the start they were working on the same thing on the time travel thing which is something else that I did not like. The about time, the film. yes, the time travel bit was interesting, and I spent hours after the film debating with my brother about what the fuck actually happened. None of what were their rules? I don't quite know. Can, can you can you sum up the time travel? What do you think happened? See, I I don't know if I can criticize the, the believability of the time travel because yeah. they. Yeah, they've, they've, it's a very ambitious thing, time travel. I mean, there's are, so many flaws, there's so many cause stuff you have to think about, and no one actually knows the true, yeah, the truth the of how time travel works. Because they approached it three different ways. They, like, referenced previous time travel films, like some characters referenced Back to the Future, um, as, like, their basis for how time travel should work. And then other characters, like, I think Nebula and Tony Stark... Basically, you said, like, no, this scientifically, this is how time travel theoretically works, right? Which is how they came up with the idea that 
if you go back in time, you create a new alternate reality. If you, do you remember that? Like basically, yeah. so when so the the time they go back to isn't really their past; it's like a new past. So they had them two kind of like facets of rules they were working on, but then they bring in the fact that their infinity stones creates their time and creates what they consider the reality of time. So they're working on like three different rules of separate rules they could work with. They could work on the ones they're making up with the infinity stones. They could work on what previous time travel films have like done, like Back to the Future, which they say is wrong. Or they could do the theoretical, scientific theory of time travel, but they sort of just mix and play with all three and That's pick and choose true. the rules yeah. they want, which is why Captain America, at the end, spoilers, obviously, he's there as an old man because he's, like, lived out the rest of his years, but he shouldn't be in that reality. He should yeah. be in the one he yeah. went back to with Peggy. It's very true. I mean, it's... They don't explain how he it, got it, there. It, that's, see, I don't want to go into the believability of it because it is... They're dealing but with aliens it's not and stuff like that. It's, it's a sci-fi. Like, it's the believability yeah. of the rules they're setting up. That's like what you have yeah. to do, especially but, in time travel films. Yeah, but the problem with time travel that I had, it has made the whole thing redundant. Now they have figured out time travel, they the whole of the Avengers yeah. series is redundant. They they could go back and fix anything that went wrong. But then that was what they were saying. Like they could go back and fix and they go back in time and fix something, but then it like changes they couldn't then get back to their original present without the specific quantum drive or quantum tunnel or whatever it's called, that van. I don't even know. Yeah, that's that's the odd yeah, thing. Yeah, see, I don't know enough scientific theory about yeah. time travel, about the plausibility and if it is actually possible. I've seen the film I've done. seen the film like twice now, three times. There's like a really shitty copy online that I've watched. Okay. And so like I've I've watched them scenes with the time travel bit to try and work it out, but they just don't I don't think they follow their own rules, and that's the problem with it. They set all these up, but then by the end, they have Captain America come back, and I don't understand how it all works, just that it all did work out for them in the end. Yeah. And then, um, I, See, yeah. I mean, but let's be honest, people that go to watch them type of films aren't going to go, oh, I don't think that's quite plausible. Yes. It's, it's a sci-fi yeah. film. There's aliens, there's big spaceships, there's yeah. stuff that we... Don't we conceive as possible, but yes. we don't. They're not reality at the minute. They're, they're in the future. Maybe we'll have spaceships. Yeah. There might be aliens. It's all scientific. We might have a shared universe, yeah. but currently it is all science fiction. It is mm. fiction. So you don't really have to abide by the rules of Earth. You don't have to abide mm. by the scientific laws we have here. I would say this: people were distracted. This film was very much fan service. It was fan service to the extreme. Like even as a fan, I could feel that overpowering. Yeah, I know. Me. All the people, every yeah. film was referenced. Like every minute point was referenced, down to like fucking down to even the elevator scene from Captain America when a soldier was almost replicated. Every line was just repeated and referenced. It's like I was watching it, thinking like the script is just writing itself. They could just come into a scene and they're like, "Who's here? Oh, great! What can we reference from this previous thing?" That's true. They, I mean. It is just a an end to an era. Yeah. They've they've reflected on the best moments from the past films. And yeah. They've they've argumented that all into a single film. I guess that, that, I that like is an you. achievement. That is an achievement it to is, do that. It's to, a really good thing. To yeah. have twenty two was it the Marvel? I think it was twenty two films. Yeah. In the end, if so you include Endgame, create that out of how many years has it been? Uh, 2008 was the first Iron yeah, Man, so, so about 12 years, not 11 years. Yeah, 11, 12 years. Well, that's that's yeah. an incredible achievement. That's to, the thing. To keep that consistency of a fan base. I mean, I've never been a fan of the films. I mean, I've got favourites. I've got ones that I like better than yeah. others. I've never, I would never pick one as, yeah, my favourite. Well, this is why I won the debate, because I am a superhero fan. I basically love all the films, especially when I was a kid. I loved even, like, Iron Man 3 I liked, and now I look back and it's sort of not a great film. Even The Hulk I liked as a film. Um, but... It, what he, what 
Kevin Feige did was make a TV series out of movies. Just some people really don't like that. They, they think the movies should be movies and you should just be able to watch a movie and not have to watch another movie to understand it. Which I get, sure, but he tried something new and he did it, I think. He made a 22-episode movie TV show and it fucking works, yeah. man. Like, 80% of the episodes, the movies, really work. If you watch the whole thing and then you watch Endgame and you're just like, wow, I feel really satisfied. They really just hit everything. I don't feel like I'm left wanting anything. And Like, honestly, Iron Man's sacrifice was the best thing, I think, in the film. Well, okay, second best scene. The first one being Captain America when he lifts Thor's hammer oh, yeah. and fights Thanos. I mean, Come I, on, even you so, must have... See, I shouldn't give less of a shit, to be honest. I mean, what? that's a fan thing. That's that was a fan such a bad thing. scene. I know, but it was just like, oh, he's got the hammer. Like, for me, I don't, I don't know what it is. I Did nothing I'm just, for you. I'm just completely detached from these films by the lack of stakes that I feel. I just, I just know what's going to happen. Fuck the stakes, though. I know what's going to happen Fuck the stakes. You've seen Captain America wield an electric hammer Yeah, but you, you've Thanos. read the comic books. You've spent time with this character. You've built that a relationship with That image alone gets me yours. hard. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Why see, are you not the same? You've yeah, you've built a relationship with this character. I have no ties with this character. I just see him. I'm watching his story. I'm not part of his story. You probably feel a part of his story. I, Captain wa- America isn't even one of my favorites. I really don't like him that much. But just oh, seeing right, him yeah. lift Thor's hammer, I was like, that's fucking epic. That's awesome. Like it's, uh, mm. some of the shots, though, like you must have at least appreciated. Oh, I appreciate though. the sound and cinematography, yeah. but you can't. For me, they, how much of that is artistic and how much of that is just they've got shitloads of money. And half half of this stuff is 90%, sure. 80% CGI. I mean, you look yeah. at the behind the scenes, they're literally running around in a warehouse <laughs> with green screen everywhere. Yes, I don't and for me, with that. As, a, as an independent filmmaker, I believe real cinema is location shot, art designed, no yeah. CGI, no ridiculous special effects that just completely mm. detach you, in my personal opinion, yeah. detach you from a film. That is they, the opinion a lot of filmmakers have. I, I personally disagree with it. I think you can have it a wide variety of films and you can enjoy a lot of stuff. I don't think... I think to say something is real filmmaking because it like, follows specific rules is basically bullshit. You could just pick up a camera and film anything. That's a yeah. film. See, I, no, I, I agree to a certain extent. I mean, but artistically, the best stuff is independent film. And independent film is the sure. is the birth of new ideas in cinema. I mean... They'll come out with like Tarantino would do a mm. non chronological film. He'd like jump jump in about that in time. So he does that in Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. And then you get films like now Endgame jumping about in time. And it is I know I'm not then, saying that because no, obviously before yeah. that there was Back to the Future and well, stuff I like that. Well, I think that's more because mainstream aren't accepting of changes and experiment. Yeah. If more mainstreams are allowed to experiment, yeah. You no, would but see the trouble is, things. yeah, they're not allowed to experiment because they want to make money and they, yeah. they they'll make what they think works. So independent films will push boundaries they'll experiment they'll try new stuff and if it works then mainstream will adopt it's it it's because they're not corporate controlled yeah. yeah as you say with the mainstream it's all about the money so yeah. it's just people who aren't even filmmakers controlled which is why the best production companies are those who are run by filmmakers because they know the films that they want to see and stuff and yeah give a chance to new but again I think directors. in a way you could argue that Endgame and these superhero films are trying by, and creating new ideas it's just new ideas from the medium of comic books then this kind of is the crux of your argument because you're not a comic book fan. It's hard for you to like register and recognize these as new ideas. And sure, Captain America's held like Thor's hammer before in a couple of times in the comics, but to see it on film for the first time ever and to see him actually get, beat Thanos with it until Thanos actually comes back, it's really awesome. That's my other question as well, right? Thanos, really fucking powerful in the film? Too powerful? Overpowered? 
No, not too powerful because they defeat him. If if he can be defeated, he's but, not too powerful. But then he I was mean, only defeated by Captain Marvel, who I would say is very overpowered. Yeah, well, I haven't seen Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel film. But you've seen um, her in Endgame. But I've seen her in Endgame, and I was I was very surprised when I saw her turn up and rescue Tony Stark from space. Yeah. And I was like, fucking hell, this woman's got some powers. She's yeah. basically Superman, but su- in the Marvel that's the bit that universe, me, yeah. but Superwoman. And yeah, she's she's very overpowered. And mm. um, yeah, what what was the question again? Um, Thanos, is he too overpowered? See, no, I don't think he is. I mean, he but, can obviously hold them all yeah. off. He can hold his own with a fight with them all. His, his weapon, though, I assume you saw that in game, that double blade yeah, that sword. Double blade. Well, that's awesome. And that was never shown before. And I've even, like, I've looked at the MCU wiki, right, and there's nothing on there, which means there's, like, no information they've released about it. That, to me, seems a bit overpowered as well. That means he's just turned up with this weapon. They've given no introduction to it. He just has it. Supposedly, since this weapon he's had in the past as well, which means he doesn't have it anymore. Yet this weapon can destroy Captain America's fucking shield, Vibranium. It can destroy that. It can, like, deflect Iron Man's blast. It can, like, block Thor's hammer. And it's never even mentioned what it's even made out of. And I think that's, like, a slightly overlooked bit. They just gave that to Thanos to make him stand to toe-to-toe, like, toe-to-toe with all the heroes. But... They never explain, like, no, what the no. fuck is I mean, this shit? It is a three-hour-long film. If they added that in, that's at least another five, ten minutes yeah. on top of that. And um, it was yeah, like, it is, even... It's just, you can see... You don't really need to explain everything in a film. I, like, we're taught to show, not tell. Mm. If you've done something, we're like, oh, this is Thanos' weapon. He, yeah. it, it can do this, it can defeat this, it can... Yeah, it has the, all these powers. But then you see it in action, destroying. Well, it's more of a shock, like, fuck, shit. He's destroying Captain America's shield, which everyone believes you. is more it's indestructible in a way I agree with that's how the film is but then it, it just seems with the way the MCU goes especially since Infinity War was kind of Thanos' movie I would expect like like it's something you don't even notice at the time because you can't easily just look past Thanos' weapon but if you start to really think about it any other film in which a character just has this magical weapon it's always a bit just like oh okay that's a bit convenient right like Captain Marvel was effectively their magical weapon because she just comes out of nowhere and I think that's the same with his double bladed weapon which he only just loses he like loses towards the end but it was almost in a sense overpowered because they didn't explain it it felt even more convenient to me if they even had just thrown the bit of lore about it behind it that might have been are you seeing this from a screenwriter point of view though as like a a cop out for a way i'm actually seeing it more as a fan point of view you know really i would want to see more just what is thanos's weapon because again captain america shield and indestructible made out of vibranium we spent you know movies learning this then all of a sudden they bring in this one weapon in this new movie not even mentioned it at all not even given it a name for god's sake and all of a sudden then it does destroy it by the end and you're just like okay this is a really... And again, you don't really mind, though, watching it. As a fan, you don't mind. Yeah. But then I think that's where the writer bit comes with me. And it's like, hold on, though. Maybe they should have dealt with it. But do you think they think, oh, let's make him look fucking cool? And he did look that's fucking exactly badass. I mean, you saw yeah. uh, a shot that I really liked in it was um, when he's on his farm, just before, right at the start mm. of the film, and you see his armour hanging up. Yes. He's nice. He's chilling, man. He's relaxed on his farm. He's just yeah. doing his bit. So I, I sympathise with Thanos, Thanos in this film. I really... Yeah. I do understand there is a problem with overpopulation. Well, I was saving that question. But do you think what Thanos did was right? I wouldn't say it's right. You can't just eliminate 50% of the people. I don't know where they went. Did they go to another realm or they um, just completely, based on, like, death? Is that death? Well, based on what I got from the movie, when Spider-Man meet, like, sees Tony Stark for the first time, he says, like, oh, I must have just passed out because I woke up and Doctor Strange had told me five years ago. So that's passed. death. That so, is, yeah, yeah, I think from their point of view, all the people that disappeared, all they saw was nothing. Yeah. They, they didn't experience anything. They just assumed it was, like, unconsciousness. 
and it's not until they're, they're like sleep, back. like sleep. Yeah, it was until everyone says were... sleep is death's cousin, which I believe. <laughs> Interesting. That's yeah, probably yeah. what is going to happen. Well, yeah, like you don't know you were asleep until you wake up. Basically, that's exactly. the same thing. They didn't know they were dead until they were brought back. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if they all would you wipe out half the universe to save? I personally, I wouldn't yeah. wipe out half the universe. I mean, if you're doing it, if I'm saying it from a villain point of view, like something bad you can do. There's not death it's not just murder you could maybe enslave half of the population take them to another planet and then allow them to that's worse though not not enslaved but allow them to start a new life there if you want to balance the overpopulation out on earth but i mean he done it for the whole universe it wasn't just earth maybe and i think that's why i totally i think that's the point i agree with thanos because it is you say it's immoral but it's immoral on like a micro scale but when you get to the macro scale the people like everyone all the numbers it then becomes a morally positive thing because wiping out half people is then gives the other half more positive than negative you're taking away. I know, there was a line in the film actually yeah. where Captain America says he saw some whales in the um, Hudson yes. River and it's like, yeah, shit, if, we, if half the humans weren't yeah. around, animals would thrive as well, we wouldn't be damaging this planet. I forgot about that line, you're right, he even says it to be like, oh, I'm not trying to say it's a good thing, but I saw some whales which were pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I think sure, if he had the ability, it would it could solve things. Yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah. want to sit here and be like, yeah, I'll do a Thanos and wipe out half the universe, but... It would it would solve things. Just would I would I be able to do it myself? Could you snap your finger? No, not not to death. I mean, if there was an alternative, yeah, where there was an, another way of getting a population down without but killing people. It's not even proper death because they all just disappeared. It's really clean. Yeah, but then what's proper death? I really, mean, seeing them like die and like see their dead bodies in front of you would be worse. Yeah, but it's Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, what I'm that's talking, another critique of Marvel. I'm they're, talking real life here, but you are right about they're that. They're dealing with subjects like death and yeah. and loss and stuff like that and violence but they're mm. doing it in a PG way I understand completely why obviously they reach a wider audience and a lot yeah. of children and families watch but I, these I had a similar thought though as well because there were scenes where Thanos was like fighting people and he would like hold people in his hand and I was like he would just crush them right just crush their head and they'd die and he's completing his plan but they clearly can't do that because it's PG because what kid wants to see Iron Man's head get crushed in yeah. but if this was a 15 Thanos would Thanos would be ripping people apart yeah. he'd be crushing people and to me that is I'd rather see that me too I'd yeah. much rather I see the super, and I, I like that when superhero films do that and they go like R rated and get a bit what I consider realistic because yeah. if you have someone who's that powerful they would rip you yeah. in half if they could uh, that's why um, Watchmen will forever be my favourite super well, Watchmen will forever be really but good superhero my favourite superhero film they have the characters have emotional problems. They have their own issues. They, they're not just focused on their powers of saving the world. I mean, mm. there is, there is no real big threat in that film. I mean, all the characters are going through their own, their own stories, and you mm. follow but each character. And but it's all personal linked. as well. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. not just like, oh, I have to stop this alien or this supervillain. Yeah. It's like some real. Yeah, there's some relationship thing. dramas there between the superheroes. Mm. There's yeah, yeah, there's some real bad villains. Yeah, that's where my love yeah. of Rorschach came from as well. I love Watchmen. Yeah. Honestly, the the comic you should read the comic of it. I might have reckon, yeah. recommend it to you before, but well, Ma- so Mario's recommended it to course, me a lot. Yeah, it's so much better than the film, though. Really, there's there's even significant things they change between the film and the comic, and I think that's the problem with sometimes adapting comic books to film, and that's why I prefer the medium of comic books, because there's it's some it's such a different story you can tell in like a series of images, than flowing than like moving images. It's hard, but like. It's true. If you look at Watchmen and you watch the film, you just think, no, this is a, a story that can only exist in yeah. a comic book. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, that is the film that's abided by the comic book, uh, what do you call it, like, style. So they yeah. have, like, 
a few effects where like yes. the pals and, and to be the, fair, it the speech like, bubbles and the mm. that smiley face is a symbol throughout which is a symbol yeah. in the comic book yeah Zack Snyder yeah. keeps very but even that's what I mean even Watchmen which I'd say is probably one of the like comic book films that stuck closest to the source material even that diverges too much for me to I, I love the film don't get me wrong but I'm just like sitting there and I was like I had read the comic and I was like shit I prefer the comic yeah. I just do I don't think I've ever read a comic where I preferred the film adaptation to it yeah, then, I, I need to read the Watchmen comic. I mean, a lot of people have recommended it to me I because really I like the film. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, even like the the scene in so the the bit where Doctor Manhattan like becomes Doctor Manhattan, I can't really remember it in the film. But the explosion in in the chamber in the comic book, I remember that splash page. The splash page is wonderful. It's awesome. Yeah. But even in film, that just didn't have the same effect to me. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just the way you can like the way it's you different take mediums. It in. It's, it's 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 the way you, can, you consume it. Yeah, I mean, a way of like rising the importance of something in a comic book they can have a double page spread yeah. of a big graphic and you can see whoa like yeah. you know that's going to be an important thing and that's going to have loads of visuals and stuff but in film I mean you can there are ways you can do it but you can't really expand on the mm. screen unless you're going very experimental and changing aspect ratios throughout the film which a lot of people will not do in mainstream I think it's also the speed in which you consume it because with a comic book you can take your time you can read a comic book as long as you want you can look at a page for minutes with a film you're fed it you're given it and you have to see these sequence of events in this order how I in the speed I give it to you so it's very much a different kind of way of consuming yeah. something and I think yeah. that's different that's I think a very good point comics and books are more personal and independent whereas films are you're, you're basically you're being given something by someone else and told to I don't know interpret it however but mm. still see I think Watchmen is where Zack Snyder was at his peak. He was, I think, he's gone. He started. We've done three hundred, didn't he? What else did he yeah. do around there? So we have three hundred Watchmen. Um, oh, um, did you do any? Dude, that's why you just did three hundred then Watchmen, didn't you? Watchmen then three hundred, wasn't it? No, it was three hundred then Watchmen because there's, there's a little reference in Watchmen where the room is three hundred. Oh, right, yeah. I yeah. don't think. Oh, did he do another comic book? I can't remember. But oh. I, but from then on, he's no. he's gone downhill. Yeah. Oh, he done Dawn of the Dead as well. Yeah. Oh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. That was it. Okay. Yeah. So then I mean, yeah. Them. I mean, after those three films, he's gone downhill. Dawn of the Dead's a really good film. Yeah. What happened to Zack Snyder? Yeah, man? I know. Then, like, you look but at they've, they've, Superman. They've, they've kept faith in him. <laughs> he's still directing Why, these films today. DC. What is he doing next? I don't know Do what he's know? doing uh, next. I don't know. Yeah. George, could you look that up? What's Zack Snyder doing? Um, yeah. I mean, you look at Batman v Superman compared to Watchmen, and you just ask how how yourself how the same guy made them yeah. two films. Yeah. I've said this to many people. Batman v Superman, the premise. Wonderful. If you had told me as a kid I'd be getting to see on the big screen Batman punch Superman in the face, I would love it. But then the shit we actually got was terrible. I know this was about Endgame, but now it's just become about Batman Superman because yeah, yeah. people need to know this film is shit. Yeah. It's the worst film. The worst. I think it's the worst superhero film I've ever seen. Mm. Everything about it was just a terrible decision. Unlike Endgame, yeah. where every decision was the correct yeah. decision. I, I mean, they wrapped it up well. That's, that's one good thing about Endgame. They... They managed to end sad? these character arcs. Were you sad to see Tony Stark die? I was happy because for <laughs> me that marked the end of the era. And another thing I want to make a point of is when we went to see it, we went to see it Tuesday night Empire in Ipswich and we went down there. Every single poster, like every, because you know they walk down and they have all the posters oh, on the sides side, of the yeah. walls. Every single one was Infinity, um, <laughs> Infinity um, Endgame. Endgame yeah. And normally they have all like different films. This is a chance for people who don't normally go to the cinema to see what's coming out. And this it just completely but shits on independent cinema. It's like this is they've got mm. the monopoly right now. No one gives a shit about the rest of the cinema because there's this one big film. And I, I know it's not Endgame's fault and the creators of Endgame. If it it's, wasn't it's Endgame, the marketing. It's just going to yeah. be something else. It's just going to be another film. 
you, you, it just might not be to the same proportions. But if it's not Endgame, it's just going to be another film aggressive. Yeah, but there's a difference between the most popular and having a monopoly. A monopoly, a straight up pure monopoly, is but then you've re- got but complete control of that industry. You've reason, got no, there's no, other, no one else can compete with you. But the reason they have this monopoly is because they've been allowed it, because they've been given it, because they've proved that they are valuable. Like a, a, a film franchise has never dominated quite like this, and I think. Partly is because people like it. The audiences do genuinely like them as films. If they weren't good films, or they were just kind of shit blockbusters, like like I think the Fast and Furious franchises, that somehow still keeps making money, yeah. that's, they're shit films. Yeah. So they're eventually they're going to die and they're making less money, whereas superhero films are just getting better and better. They're just getting stronger and stronger. It, what was it, what's that I do past? agree they're getting better. Is it something like a billion dollars global week, like global oh, week yeah. opening weekend? Yeah. A billion yeah. dollars? Yeah. Insane. It, no, the quickest film to ever reach a billion dollars, which was Infinity War before that. Oh, yeah, so. I heard that. I so mean, they are, they are records. yeah, they are money makers, and they are they do so, have a massive. What following. you're arguing this is just like a new exploitation of consumerism, than, say a new form of filmmaking. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's it's gone out. It's gone too far, in my opinion, and it's completely dominating the industry. It's and independent film does not get enough recognition for what it does. I mean, most of these ideas, I mean, mm. that come that make these superhero films good, have come from originated from independent film. I mean, trying to think of examples, I mean, you've got the idea of the female superhero and obviously female protagonists featured more in independent film back in, I'm talking, obviously times are changing now and everyone's trying to get female protagonists alongside male protagonists Mm. too. Did you see that scene in Endgame with all the female superheroes where they... Yeah, that is very political. People people have, like I've heard, even I think... Even actually a girl said this to me, people actually didn't like that scene. Yeah, I personally, it's just... I mean, they could have done a smaller, but it was... You know Dan, right? Dan didn't like that scene. And Dan loves superhero films. Oh, really? Yeah, even he was like, that felt a bit too much. It was, yeah. I mean, that's the struggle now. I mean, people have to abide by all these political... You have to be PC. Man, fuck PC. You don't have to be PC. There's a difference between being politically incorrect and being explicitly PC. Like, oh, look at me. We've got females. Look at our film. We've got females in it. You just have females in it. You don't have to explain that. You don't have to put that at the forefront. You don't have to have a whole scene dedicated to that. You can just have them in the film Mm. and play an equal part to the male protagonists even though they don't in in the Marvel's franchise. But I mean, it's hard because they're obviously adapting the comic book material and obviously the main ones in the comic books are males. See, it's, it's a controversial subject but I don't think it has to be or should be because the, arg- the debates are either this one scene where a bunch of female superheroes, which in my head, and looking at the scene, they didn't explicitly even say, like, oh, we're all females, which some films have done and made such an explicit point. It just happened to be a group of superheroes, and they had to be female, and they're like, now we've got this. Now, I get it. You can look at that and be like, oh, it's all females, so they're clearly making a point of females. Or you don't have to. Like, I'm not saying... Like, they probably did do it all on females on purpose, but it doesn't have to be read like that. It could easily have just been a bunch of superheroes that then got together and then just helped this person. They just all happened to be fem- yeah. female. Yeah. Like they all could have just happened to be male. But it was like they all stood there and posed. Yeah, and that was. Yeah, what... look at us. We're the female superheroes yeah. of Marvel. I mean, I think they're, they play important like... characters, and they've, it is important to recognise female characters in films because obviously mm. they don't get enough recognition. I don't want to be this time, guy, but... and I would say this if they were males, but. Half of them weren't even superpowered. They, yeah. They'd all been given inventions, yeah, or like one of them was Okoye, who great, sure, great character, but she doesn't have any. But powers. then that goes back to the source material. I mean, they, yeah. there's not a lot. I would say if they were all guys, but like half of them didn't have superpowers. There were only a couple of them that actually were superpowered, like Scarlet Witch and um, 
maybe Pepper Potts because she was an Iron Man's like an Iron. But even that, even that's not even hers. It's like something she was given. Even so, I think they could have done it with actual superheroes. But then maybe yeah. that's the problem. Maybe there isn't that many exactly. female yeah, superheroes. No, yeah. Um, it's just they don't need to do that yeah. scene. It, I was just curious because I know I've, people I spoke to, most people when they bring up that scene don't like it. Yeah. So I was just wondering. Yeah, I, yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. I don't, I really I don't like it. it. I mean, you could have done it. I think there's a place for something like that. Like yeah. a, a time for all the females to shine in the film because it's a male-dominated film predominantly. I mean, there is mm. a few like Scarlet Witch and um, yeah. the Nebula, she got quite, and the, her sister. Oh, obviously, Gamora, yeah, yeah, yeah Gamora got quite a, quite a good, yeah, big feature. But, I, think, um, I think for a three-hour film, it's a relatively mute point. It was yeah. like one scene yeah. you can deal with yeah. it, to be fair. But it was just yeah. shoving PC in your face, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it was to make a point. But again, we'll see. But then this is the interesting, jumping from that, the Black, Black Widow, right? She, um... She died, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. to sacrifice of a saucepan. But they're bringing out her own film. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm set, guessing set before <laughs> Endgame. It's a prequel, yeah, that, yeah. I didn't know at the time, but then when she died, yeah. obviously I was like, oh, I'm guessing it's a prequel. Yeah, I mean, well, she's been a pivotal character throughout, hasn't she? She yeah. appeared in the first Avengers film, is it, she appeared? Yes. Yeah, oh, so. Well, actually, she appears in Iron Man 2 before the first Avengers film. Yeah, um, yeah so she's deserves her own spotlight she deserves an individual and she's dead because you want to know where she come from and where she started well yeah it must be a prequel about her origins like her at the time at the red academy but But do you not think that as the marvel series has gone on Mm. there's less independent films and they're more because they realize the successful ones are the ones that involve all the characters so obviously civil war that's a captain i mean i know there's a comic book called civil war and that actually happens Yeah, yeah but they that was a captain america solo film Yes. It was called Captain America Civil War. Yes. So it is, why don't you fucking call it Avengers Civil War? Because they wanted like that. to make Captain America's third film. Exactly. Yeah, but then they forced in the other characters. And it wasn't yeah. forced in a sense because they do live in that I world. I know, and there is a comic book about yeah. it. They are adapting source material. Well, yeah, but not, not even the source material, but like in that world at that point, the Avengers were existing. And so theoretically, a Captain America film that focused on Captain America would focus on him living, and he lives in like the same place as the Avengers. I mean, it, it all. I get what people meant because Tony Stark was basically the dual protagonist in that film. It, it was kind of an Avengers film. But I thought it worked as Captain America because this is all the thing they were planning. It was all these different threads coming through these different ways. And I think now when you watch Endgame, it basically just all makes sense. It's like the best drug trip ever. You're like, oh my God, I get it all now. I see the truth. I mean, I, I did, one bit I did like, I did like Captain America's ending. I, like, I'm going to, I decided to live yes. life whatever it was I, I decided to get some of that life that Tony yeah. Stark told me to get I mean that's yeah because obviously loads of people have been in that place where they feel like they're working too much and they just want to be normal and yeah. have a life I know especially in film so I mean when we're shooting when we shoot films we do night shoots for three weeks or whatever or shooting for a week straight and you just feel like you go home go to bed you get up you shoot it, that it does drain you and, and for me that was relatable but mm. That was me. That was something I feel so I could sympathise with the character more. I liked it as well. But this is funny. When uh, that whole stuff was leaked, like the whole plot was basically leaked a day before. And then when the ending said Captain America, like, old age, then dances with Peggy at the last scene, people freaked out and hated it. They were like, he would never do this. He wouldn't abandon uh, it. Not understand. So you think he's gone back and just stayed They think back. he's basically just abandoned. Uh, right? The same no, with Thor's ending. They thought it meant he like abandoned his people yeah. and they were like, why would Thor do this? Yeah. That's not One Thor. thing about Thor was, he was a fat bastard throughout the film. <laughs> 
And then I like suddenly that. he could then fight again. Surely he'd be yes. sluggish and yeah. shit, and he'd been drinking beer, man. He'd, he'd, you wouldn't be the same. Your that fitness was, level wouldn't be the same. But I understand he is a god no, type, yeah, so maybe he can a, just snap his fingers and be in shape. There was a weird scene again. where he did like do something where he snapped his fingers and lightning came down, and it sort of took away his weight. But yeah. I also know it braided his beard. You know, yeah, he has that yeah, beard yeah. It braids lightning. But I mean, it's he's he's a very Viking-like character. That's and, the point. That's yeah. supposed to be the proper image he of goes, Thor. Yeah, he goes into his Viking state where he's strong. So he can defeat all these people. You are right about that. Thor's diet plan seems to be lightning. Yeah. <laughs> he just strikes himself with yeah. lightning and he's thin well, again. But yeah, I liked that Thor. I thought. I thought that kind of worked because he killed Thanos and then he was, even though he had killed Thanos, which was really brutal by the yeah. way at the beginning. I well, but it story. wasn't, it was brutal in terms of story, but I mean, in terms of execution, I didn't realise he was beheaded until until they explained it later on no, in the film. I saw it, it was so quick and so yeah, visceral yeah, yeah. and real and you're like, whoa, they just killed Thanos in 20 minutes. What? Yeah, but they didn't because they went back in time and he fucking come back. But they did because then they yeah. bring like four or five yeah. year old Thanos. They should have gone back and killed baby Thanos. You know when one of them jokes like <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby yeah, Thanos. Yeah, yeah. They should have just done yeah. that. See, yeah, there Thanos. was a lot of jokes. I mean, I did. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed the humor of the film. I it found really it. Funny, I yeah. did find some I th- moments. I very found funny. Fat Thor funny. Yeah. Paul Rudd for me carried that film in terms of humor. He obviously he was the one who came up with the initial idea of time travel and stuff. Yeah. So he was a key key feature throughout the film. And yeah. he was for me. Paul Rudd doesn't have to. Tr- he doesn't even have to try to be That's funny. That's a good point. He have can you seen just... the Ant Man films? Do you know? I've seen the Ant-Man? first one. I haven't seen Ant Man Wasp. Yeah. yeah. So he's because. Ant Man and Wasp ends with him getting stuck in that quantum realm. Yeah. Do you know he, it begins with him. Yeah, I know that. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So again, you would have missed that bit. So yeah. these are the little bits that. I know. I understand I they're think, all tied up. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't judge a film until I've seen it. I don't think. Mm. Oh, I'm not going to watch it because it's Marvel. I will give it a chance. I will watch. But it I stuff. think that's where people come down because people hear that and go, "Oh, you have to know this little bit, or it would be better if you do." It. And they go, "Oh, that means it's a bad film." Whereas some people, and even myself, think the opposite and go, "Well, that makes it kind of almost a better film because." It's connecting stuff, and like we're used to that at this point. That might come from the fact we're comic fans, yeah. and you're used to more like crossovers and references. But yeah. to, I think to some film fans, it does come across like, well, that seems like the opposite yeah. of filmmaking. After but this, multiple films. yeah, that's probably my last point. Where TV is now becoming film. I mean, look at Game of Thrones. I mean, the fucking scale of that. It's it's like world news. It's like you've. It's something that's yeah, everyone talks about. Everyone on Twitter, all of my feed is Game of Thrones this, Game of Thrones, mm. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. And the Marvel series is like a TV series, but with agree, yeah. with films. And I think that is the way forward in terms of T V and film. That they will make mm. series that stories that expand a long time because people like characters this is why there's so many prequels sequels remakes people like to yeah. see the characters they enjoyed once before mm. they want to see more of them they I don't think, want new characters they don't and they have been but i think they'll fail like star wars has failed dc has failed Mar- you have, if you it's been shown the marvel shows if you do it you have to do it right i mean you have disney to do it disney are the thing at the minute that are ruining the industry in my opinion disney i agree disney are buying anything anything everything they can they got the fucking money everything yeah. out like yeah. i they own marvel don't they yeah they own yeah, marvel i mean i'm scared to see what what's going to happen with marvel in the future now because obviously mm. the avengers seem to be dead like the group of them the main avengers yeah. i don't think are going to be in it anymore you're right i wonder if they're going to do another avengers but Marvel obviously just bought Fox, didn't they? Or didn't yeah, exactly. Fox? So they have so, X Men. They have loads of new superheroes yeah, they can bring in. Yeah. X Men, Fantastic Four, uh, Wolverine. They now technically yeah. own Deadpool. They technically own. Yeah, it is they? It's Doctor scary Doom, to think of, of the the monopoly they have on characters at the minute. I it, mean, it is they've. It's yeah. scary to think that a corporation owns this, but it's exciting if if you're a film fan and you love yeah. superheroes. I mean, there is benefits to having a monopoly. I mean, obviously, 
you all it's all sourced through one thing and they've obviously they've got a big financial backing they can put money into these films they can make these films yeah. high high budget high yeah. scale loads of special effects whatever they need basically they can provide for them but they're going to be yeah, they're taken away from films like Star Wars, man. Star Wars, the original mm. Star Wars trilogy, for me, is I fucking insane. Yeah, it's Even the Disney ones still have a place in my heart because they were part of my childhood. Yeah. But the new ones are absolute shit. Oh, I think the new ones are terrible. They're basically yeah. fan films, but I don't even think they're good yeah. fan Well, they're films. just nostalgia. I mean, the only things yeah. I've felt emotion-wise is nostalgia from those films. I didn't even feel that, man. I was watching The Last Jedi, and I was just like, that doesn't make sense. The Force doesn't work that way. That seems odd. Okay, yeah. and it seemed yeah. I got very childlike. Like the original Star Wars is quite gritty. It's it's quite there's a few jokes in there, but I mean the new ones seem to be a bit more PG and a bit more child focused. I mean, yes, there's yeah. some very silly humour in there, like aliens, but like falling over and stuff. I mean, I can't think of any examples. Well, I but think that's the difference between when you make a film under one vision, George Lucas says, compared to a group vision, Disney's group vision. Because there's no there's no one person at the helm of that. Even J.J. Abrams is not like. Clearly, yeah. did to create the force behind that. It's Disney. Yeah, well, George Lucas created the whole universe. And again, so, so yeah, wh whether you agree or disagree with the stuff he put out, you can't deny that even the prequels feels like a one man's vision. It oh, feels, yeah. it feels, and I prefer that feel. Yeah. Then it feels like you're in a world. You feel it feels like you're in a real fantasy world as opposed to this, like manufactured world that you're supposed to like that the new Star Wars feels like. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, are we wrapping? Up? Yeah, we'll wrap that podcast up. I hope you cool. enjoyed that episode. We'll be back with more. <laughs>